Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the crucible of adversity and uncertainty. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, and today we're going to go into the archives of our over 100 episodes of this podcast. We're going to re-air an episode that has been helpful for our listeners. Today, we're going to do a deep dive. We know that we've gained a lot of new listeners since this episode first aired, and we want to give new listeners a chance to hear it again uh, or to hear it for the first time if they haven't before. But if you have listened to this already, we want you to listen to it again because we believe that being reminded of valuable leadership truths and nuggets uh, of wisdom is significant in becoming a resilient leader. We hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we believe resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs. And if you're just joining us here as a new listener, I want to say welcome and thank you for joining us. There is an ever-growing community of leaders who are desiring and being more and more convinced that we need resilience in this new reality. Leaders who are trying to be fat and hungry. Fat, of course, is the acronym FAITHFUL available and teachable. We want to be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. And if you're a fat and hungry leader, I'm glad that you're here to learn together. Way back in episode one, right out of the gate, we talked about the pivot foot in basketball. Our pivot foot gives the movement and the agility, while the other foot, our plant foot, must remain firmly planted on the floor. If you don't do this, of course, as you know, basketball, it's called a traveling violation, except in the NBA, where referees don't seem to know what a travel is, but that's another story. With so much changing, we need to make sure that we aren't blown around by the winds of cultural change. We need the wisdom to know what needs to change and pivot and be resilient and also what needs to remain the same. Some organizations are led by anxious leaders who seem to change their organization about every six days, and nobody knows what they are about or what they care about. It was different than last week, and they're so confused. These kinds of leaders, these anxious leaders are chasing cultural trends, and it can be exhausting for the leader and exhausting and confusing for those being led. But there are other organizations on the other end of the spectrum. They seem to never change. They have both feet as their plant feet, and they never pivot. They think that change is a bad word. They say, we've been here for the past 100 years, and by golly, we're going to be here for the next 100 years. We aren't changing. And these leaders are clearly not resilient. In fact, they're finding themselves left behind because some things do, in fact, need to change in our changing world. So you might be thinking, how do we know the difference? When do we know when to change and when do we know we need to remain the same? In an earlier episode, we talked about how leading requires a large amount of wisdom, courage, and compassion. For leaders to live in only one or two of those elements, this will not do. As resilient leaders, we need wisdom, courage, and compassion. If you have wisdom and, and compassion, but without courage, you can be riskless. If you have compassion and courage, but you don't have wisdom, you can be reckless. If you have wisdom and courage, but you aren't full of compassion, you are careless, as in care-less. But when 
leaders possess wisdom, courage, and compassion in equal measures, it can be priceless. Now we've had we, we've had a great deal of pivot foot topics on this podcast that we've covered, but this episode, we're going to talk about our plant foot, what keeps us rooted to the floor. And so here are the five vital plant foot questions that every resilient leader should be asking in this ever in these ever changing times. I first heard of these five questions from my friend Dr. Chris Backert. Are you ready? Here they are. I'm going to give them to you quickly, and then we're going to unpack each one. Number one, is your vision compelling? Number two, are your relationships strong? Number three, are your systems effective? Number four, is your theology solid? And number five, are your benefits clear? Now let's talk about each one of these. Number one, is your vision compelling? Does the reason your organization or business or team or nonprofit or church is the reason why it, it, it exists, does that move people? Are people captured by the vision of a better future that you're painting? If not, you may need to spend some time thinking through the reason your organization exists. Don't assume you know, and if you don't know fully and clearly, uh, the people you serve probably don't know it either. So ask yourself, what problem are you trying to solve in the world? What good is this providing others? Where are others better off because our organization exists? Number one, is your vision compelling? Number two, are your relationships strong? How is the level of trust on your team? Are team members territorial and competitive, or are they more collaborative, looking to help and serve each other? Are you working as a team or are you working against each other? Is there safety and appropriate vulnerability among the team members? Are your relationships strong with your customers, your congregants, those who aren't yet donors to your nonprofit or volunteers to your organization? So number two, are your relationships strong? Number three, are your systems effective? Now, you could have great vision and great people, but if you don't have the internal structures that are clear, effective, and helpful, it won't matter. You've got to be effective. This is the skeletal structure of your organization. When you meet someone, you wouldn't immediately say to them, wow, you have such a healthy skeletal structure. <laughs> In fact, if you did, you might creep people out. However, if they did not have a healthy skeletal structure, which provided appropriate physical support, you would not be able to see the relational receptors of their body, their smile, their hair, their eyes, their teeth, their handshake, although maybe not a handshake in a pandemic, of course, but you get the point. In fact, the human body without a skeletal structure would just be a blob of skin and flesh on the ground. It would be grotesque and immobile. The internal skeletal structure of your organization, when it's healthy, supports the relational elements of your organization and allows movement to occur. And the same is true for your systems. It may not seem sexy or inspiring to have a good system in place, but without it, your organization, organization suffers tremendously. It's like plumbing in a house. Nobody buys a house simply because the toilet's flush and the sink doesn't leak. But nobody would buy, a house, nobody would buy the house if the plumbing did not work or if the plumbing didn't exist. Our systems have to be effective to match our values. So number three, are your systems effective? Number four, is your theology solid? 
Now, this is clearly for those who may be more faith-oriented in their leadership, but theology simply means the study or the understanding of who God is. Because if we have an inaccurate view of who God is, then we will have an inaccurate understanding of God's world and our role in it. It was the author A.W. Tozer who just about peeled my face off about 20 years ago when I read the opening line of one of his books. He wrote, What a person thinks about God is the most important thing about them. Man, that line has stuck with me ever since. And this is true for you, but it's also true for your organization, team, church, business, etc. A clear understanding of God will impact how you see the world and how you see the world will impact how you see your team and how you see your team is how you will lead your team. So number four, it's very important that your theology is solid. Number five, are your benefits clear? Whether you realize it or not, when people are considering being part of a team, either volunteering for a nonprofit or working for your company as an employee, they are asking themselves, how will this benefit me? It may be a compensation packet package, or it may be fulfillment that and meaning that I served others and it made me feel good. But there are always benefits that people are wondering about. And these are often assumed that they're clear to the leader who leads the organization. But we assume way too much. Don't assume that your benefits are clear. Ask yourself, what are our benefits? How do others benefit from being involved in what we're doing? How do we as leaders, how do I as a leader benefit? Now, this could be selfish, but not always. Benefits can be wonderful. It can give us a sense of meaning and purpose and fulfillment to our lives. Benefits can allow for community to be built and people to be truly known. Benefits can help to make a clear, tangible difference in the world. One of the benefits of a nonprofit may be that you literally save lives because your organization exists. There are benefits. Do you know what they are? Are they clear? And do others that you lead know what they are and are they clear to them as well? Now, these five questions are crucial, and I want to encourage you to go back through and think through what is your top one that you're strongest in? Is it your compelling vision, your strong relationships, your effective systems, your solid theology, or your clear benefits? Which is strongest? And I'm also ask you, which of those do you need to move to, to work on and improve on moving forward? Now, these five questions are plant foot questions that help us to know why we exist as an organization and when we remain planted with one foot on who we are and why we exist. And then we have all the freedom in the world to pivot and take risks, trying new things, adapting and changing. And in all the change and the pivoting, make sure that you are firmly planted in your vision and mission and you know why and others know why your organization exists. This is really important. If not, your leadership will be called for a traveling violation. That is, unless you're playing in the NBA. Well, thank you for joining me today. And thank you to those of you who've left a review on iTunes or Stitcher. If you've been listening for more than five episodes and you keep coming back, I want to challenge you with something. Will you do me a favor? It'll take you 45 seconds. If you haven't done it yet, please do me this 45 second favor. Would you drop me a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher? That would be incredibly helpful. That's how we get the word out. And if we can partner with you and your leadership to help you navigate this new reality, let's talk. 
This podcast, as always, is produced by the proficient Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. See the show notes for his contact information and the ways in which he can help you with your video and podcast needs. Leaders, be faithful, be available, be teachable and hungry, keep leaning in and learning, and make sure you know when to move your plant foot and when to move your pivot foot. Mm-hmm.